This is Daizenshu EX, the podcast, episode 20 for the week of April 2nd, 2006. Hello, everyone, and welcome to an exciting episode of Daizenshu EX, the podcast, episode 20. And yes, those are our cats in the background running around attacking things. My name is Mike Labrie. Perhaps you may... You've never seen me, Vegito EX. I'm just some guy on the internet. And with us today, hi, Mary. Hello, Vegito EX on the internet. I I am on the internet. Vegito EX does not exist except for the internet. Vegito EX is an internet stalker. Stalker? Who's he stalking? Um... Little girls? I think he's stalking Julian. And speaking of Julian... <laughs> I'm stalking Julian from afar. Julian, you are in Japan, and you have great news for us today. Yes, and I'm very glad I'm in Japan if you're stalking. But anyway, I do have some very good news. I have finally managed to pick up a DS Lite. Yay! Yoo-hoo! Yes, it's kind of a convoluted story. I basically have been hearing that stock situations have started to improve and that used ones have been starting to sell for list price, which means that they're probably expecting more on the way. So this morning I went into Kyoto to try and grab me one. Unfortunately, the store that I had picked out, Softmap, um, didn't open for like two hours after I thought it did. So I ended up walking around for a while and just sort of hanging out, cruising around, and not going into any of the closed stores. But uh, around 10.15 or so, I spent spotted a store that's known as Gamers. Some of you might have heard of it. It's kind of well-known among anime fans, but basically the mascot is... what? Digico? I don't know the character's yeah. name. Something like that, from DigiCarrot. And they have like video games and comics and stuff. So I went in there, not really expecting to find anything, but lo and behold, they had three. One of each color. And so I got the Enamel Navy, which is my favorite color out of the three. Yes. And so now it's charging. Cool. And what games do you own? Uh, Mario Kart DS and Super Mario 64. Very nice. cool. So we're going to yeah. play some Mario Kart at some point? I think so. I'll let you know what my friend code is as soon as, you know, DS is charged and I can <laughs> play. <laughs> Wait, you have wireless somewhere, right? Yes, here. Okay, good. Because my friend Andrew doesn't, and I think that's just uh, an excuse to not play me in Mario Kart. Ah, uh, well, yeah. rest assured that here it should work just fine. So. Sweet. I look forward to this. And then we can hop on Skype and curse at each other. I can't wait. <laughs> be awesome. Oh, dear. All right, so there's Julian stuff. Uh... Mary and I, our stuff is also DS-related, and that's that uh, Tetris has not really left the DS in the past week. No, I actually finally beat the game this evening. How do you beat Tetris? I got to 200 lines and level 20, and that's how you beat Tetris, apparently, Yes. in this version. Did the little Russians come out and play the song like they did in the Game Boy one? Yeah, I wasn't really watching. You know, I won and then credits started, so oh. uh, that's about all I remember. Well, I've just been kicking ass and taking names online. I I recall differently uh. this evening. I recall... Unicorn! That move just cost me the game! <laughs> Unicorn! I made another <laughs> error so early on! Unicorn! And, and lots of more profane language, and I'm sorry, I just gave this podcast an R rating. Yeah, maybe I'll beef you out with... I'll, I'll, like, put in the word unicorn or something. (laughs) (laughs) That'll work. Yes, I agree. Yes. I would love to join you in playing Tetris DS, but unfortunately, it doesn't come out here in Japan until the end of April, and I'll be home by then. So Uh, I'll pick it up when I get back. Well, that works, too. Wow, so you're only there for a few more weeks? I know. It's weird. I'm here for about half a month. 
more, and then I'm coming home. Oh my god! It's weird, it's gone by so quick. It has. But here we are. Hey, you know what? I just realized this is a Dragon Ball podcast. Oh right, we oh, are here it? for wow. a reason. Have you guys ever seen this show before? I hear it's really big, or um, it was th- at one point. I think I caught it a couple of times on Cartoon Network. Oh, is that where it was? Yeah. yeah. You know, I was flipping through and I just saw a bunch of guys staring at each other and like humping each other or something. <laughs> it was all very homoerotic. I don't know what was going on. <laughs> or maybe on. it was movie 12. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I anyway. guess let's just talk about it for a little bit. I hear there's some news. <laughs> Big news this week. It's <gasps> video game related and <gasps> a delay. It's breaking the mold. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> really. I swear to God, I don't make this stuff up. Super Dragon Ball Z, or as you may see it incorrectly labeled, Cho Dragon Ball Z, because it's thanks written... Thanks to us. Not entirely thanks to us. It was originally the Magic Box that did it. Because just okay. like Supa Saiyajin is written as Cho Saiyajin, but the Furigana says Supa. Yeah, same thing with the game. Anyways, the game came out in Japanese arcades on December 21st of last year, and it was scheduled for a PS2 release in April. And it's still delayed until June 29th now. Now, the game was originally released on kind of modified PS2 hardware for the arcade, so everyone figured, ooh, be a nice, clean, easy port to the PS2. And it probably still will be. So I'm wondering what's taking so long for the uh, port and why it was delayed. Maybe it was still too recent from being in the arcade? Maybe we'll get some more hidden characters for the home release? I was kind of looking forward to bringing it to Anime Next, but uh, now the game comes out after the con. Yeah, I guess not. Yeah. So at Anime Next, we can just play... uh, Dragon Ball Z3 and Sparking. But, um, yeah, game delayed, June 29th. Very sad. Hope there's new stuff. If there's anything added to the game, we shall let you know. Right now, there's no news anywhere about it. Other than that, it has a different date. That's it. And there you have our news for this week. Video game delayed. Boo. Maybe we'll have something more interesting next week, such as Garlic Jr. and Pilaf are playable characters in Super Dragon Ball Z. Yes, you heard it first. Here. Oh, hey, Mary, dear. your phone just died. Yeah, I heard it. Whoops. <laughs> All right. Hey, I think we have a topic this week. Maybe we should, like, talk about it. I hear it's very godly. In fact, yes, it's a godly topic. This topic for this week involves the holiest of the holy in the Dragon Ball universe. Vegito, yes. Can I get a good word for the gods of the cosmos? Word! Praise the Lord! Hallelujah! All right. We are talking about me, right? No. It's not all yeah. about you, Vegeta X. Yes, it is. It's about Kami and such. Oh, Kami and such. And such. Because that's what the outline says. <laughs> it says gods and such. And as such, it's Kami and such. <laughs> Thank you. But anyway, now that we've got that straight, shall we begin? Hey, who said anything about straight? I did. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, this week we are going to talk about gods and such, as I have so cleverly labeled it in the outline, because we're going to mostly talk about gods, but also a couple others that are uh, related to the afterlife and holy beings, and, and they're cool. Yep. So, anyway. Let's just start it off with the man himself, or as I like to call him, um, Kami. Kami-sama! Anyway, so, let us start, then, with the meaning of the word Kami. Kami means paper. Well, it can mean paper, but that's a different Chinese character. This Kami means God, or something akin to a God. It uses the Chinese character that means God in Chinese, but the meaning is kind of different in Japanese. It has its origins in Shinto, the native uh, sort of animistic practices in Japan, um, and this involves worship of kind of nature spirits at 
say very like strikingly interesting places and worship of ancestors and great people. Pretty much anything well can as... be worshipped as a kami. Yeah, pretty much. In fact, like, like that like, table, Vegito EX can be worshipped as a kami. Well, generally people would have to be dead, but even like Mary crossing over me. to Buddhism. <laughs> Uh, the Buddha and various bodhisattvas are also worshipped as kami. So. Yes. There you go. So we got this guy. He's um he's an alien. We don't really know that at first. He's this green old dude. Which he's... apparently is like normal in, in Dragon Ball Earth. Yes. I mean, if you can have like dog policemen and stuff, why not have a green god being with, you know, big ears and stuff? <laughs> big ears. Is this how you define kami? <laughs> it doesn't matter that he has antennas. I was going to get to that. <laughs> Antennae and big ears and yes. wrinkles and weird pink things on his arms. Yeah, what are those markings? Yeah, they're Namekian, so there. So there, thank you. <laughs> Something that I just learned because I read the Wikipedia entry on Kami is apparently there's this Japanese belief that Kami um, or a Kami or those Kami, whatever you want to refer to them as, have kind of two sides to them. They have something called a Nigimi Tama and an Arami Tama. And those are gentle and aggressive sides, respectively. So I think what they equate it to is why there are things like earthquakes and rain and all sorts of other things. And that's uh, kind of the two sides of their gods. That's true. And also, uh, at the same time, there are certain kami who have sort of negative aspects. Like one of the big ones is Ebisu, who is... Though he's a protector for fishermen, he also can bring disease. And basically, um, what is done is that they are enshrined. And so, by being placated through worship and offerings, they become benevolent or something hmm. similar to the thing. This sounds yes. oddly familiar to yes. a little situation in Dragon Ball with a certain guy we might have just named that has two sides to him. Yeah. Well, that's certainly possible. Who, who could who could that be? Who who is this again? Oh yes, Kami and Piccolo Daimao. You know, I never actually made that correlation, mostly because I just learned this today. But yes. I, I found that really interesting and almost shocking. Yes, and I don't know. Who knows if Toriyama really had that in his mind at That's the time. true. That's the thing you have to think about, is whether or not he actually took this stuff into consideration. Yeah, like how, how engraved is this knowledge in Japanese culture? Like, is this common that's a, knowledge? And I a guess very good no, question. There's no way of knowing from our perspective, I, I guess, mean, so we don't know if it's dumb yeah. luck. Right. I mean, like, two-thirds of people in Japan classify themselves as Buddhist, but participate in both Buddhist and Shinto ritual. Right. And very few people actually call themselves religious. Right. So, so what else can we say? about Kami. I mean, he's a wrinkly old guy. He's kind of where we start with this whole god hierarchy in the show. He's the first one we see. And we learn that his position uh, rotate. I don't want to say rotates, but like a president, you could get a new Kami. You know, they don't really say under what circumstances, I think, but well, they kind of mention it in movie one. Like, and then this well, like, guy was up. Dies. He was trying to be the new Kami. Well, even before then, he offered it to Goku. <laughs> <laughs> not the kind of guy you want to be your god. No, not really. I find that more intriguing than the movie one storyline, where he just comes down and he's like, hey, dude, you're strong. You want to be god? Because apparently <laughs> I can't do it anymore because I'm evil. But whatever. Yeah, well, let's talk about movie one for a little bit, because I don't know how much that kind of took hold in the rest of the series, but apparently there are two guys competing for the throne, let's call it. It was Kami and the original Garlic, and um, there was some big hellish fight, and apparently Kami won. I guess he used eye lasers. Well, I think actually the main thing was that the previous Kami saw the evil in Garlic and refused to let him, like, proceed and gave did the honor he, Did to he not see the evil in Piccolo Daimao? 
Well, no, but he... he well, I guess I he guess already he split him off at that lesser point. Lesser of right? two evils, I suppose. Literally, I guess. And probably, I mean, the way it illustrates, at least in the TV show, the way that he had to become Kami, it's almost like he had to purge the evil from himself in order to ascend the position. You know, they and, show that situation at least three times, and it's different all three times in the TV series. <laughs> the whole him, like, he's in bed, and Piccolo Daima rips himself up from the top, and yeah... It was weird. Maybe they should have yeah. watched the show before they tried animating it again. Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. But in any case, there's multiple versions of the story, and it, you know, it's kind of hard to tell exactly which one is supposed to be the most accurate. To well, what he the was author. just in the right place at the right time and happened to be an alien. Yeah, and he's like, well, you don't seem to have a lot of the uh, earthly vices, so why don't you just come on up and <laughs> watch over the form? They'll give this job to anyone. <laughs> if Goku's a candidate. Oh, jeez. Yeah. That's a mm-hmm. great uh, yeah. point. It's like, hey, those people are sad because they're starving. You want to be God? Water. Here, I'll, I'll send some rain down over there. Does Kami actually do anything like that? Because every time we I see him... I don't know. He's just standing there Most of the time, pouting. he just seems to be watching. I <laughs> he's mean, chilling like, with Kobo. He watches over people, but he doesn't really seem to be a very active god. I mean, he's... even Mr. Popo's the one watering the freaking plants. I know. He's like, I don't know, just sort of, well, if I sense evil, I'll get some other people to take care of it for <laughs> I'll me. call someone. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we got Kami. Kami is essentially, we'll call him the god of Earth, even though the god that we think of, I guess, in our culture isn't quite the same god that Kami is, because... He's very um, non-action-y. <laughs> I guess in the whole uh, grand scheme of goddom, he's kind of at the low end of the totem pole. He is. He's low down there. And what we're going to talk about next is not quite a god, but Kami and him interact at least once, and I find this oddly amusing. And this guy we're going to talk about, he's, like I said, he's not a god, but he's got some kind of godly power, I guess you'd say. Maybe not so much godly as it is um, end-all, be-all authoritative about where you're going after you die. And this is Enmadayo. Yes. Well, he is kind of a god. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. He's a Hindu god, actually. That's true. And he's mentioned in the Rig Veda, which is the earliest Hindu text from the Brahmins several thousand years ago. So he's actually quite an old god as well, very far origins away from Japan. Right. But um, he's always been associated with death, and he sort of rules over, if not directly, then at least by overseeing who goes where. Now, I actually want to talk about his name for a second. In Japanese, he's referred to as... uh, Enma, but I yes. believe there was also kind of before that, you know, we do the thing with the N and the M, such as Janenba and Janemba. I believe Enma can also just be written as Emma with the two M's. Yes. And that's correct. If you go before that, there's also a correlation of Edo being called Yedo, and they kind of do the same thing yes. with Enma, Emma, and Yema. Yeah, although I think that's more of a phonological shift that happened uh, not so much in the writing, but just the speaking. Right. So, yeah, you kind of gloss over that Y sound when you speak Yuma. it. And then in Chinese, he's known as Yanluo, which actually a, a different second character, but he's the same being. Gotcha. But, I call him Enma because that's what I hear in Dragon Ball when I watch it. So, I mean, that's just what I refer yes. to him as. But ultimately, in Sanskrit, he's known as Yama Raja. So, Raja means king, and then Yama is... Well, Yama, so... <laughs> so you know what? That original dub calling him King Yama ain't so far off. Yeah, the it's, spelling is very strange. But, yeah, it's kind of interesting how in that first dub of DBZ, they pull in all these weird references from other cultures despite them dubbing the Japanese version. I know, very, very strange. Weird. Anyways, so he's uh, he's chilling there in the afterlife and he's judging people. 
And he's the one who says, you're going to heaven or you're going to hell. Yes. And that's based on the merits that the individual has acquired during their life. Now, this is kind of karma, basically. Right. Um, but it, it varies in the telling depending on whether you go with, say, Hindu or Buddhist beliefs. And he kind of has different characteristics depending on which thing you go with. Because, like in various illustrations that I've seen with Hindu, he rides a buffalo and he's got green skin and he's kind of, I don't know, kind of monstrous. He looks really he like, scary. Yeah, and he has like this lasso that he uses to like pull people away. That would have been but, awesome in Dragon Ball. So he's Wonder Woman with horns? Yeah. <laughs> well, not exactly. <laughs> yes, he's um, Wonder Woman. <laughs> I like this. Oh, dear. Well, let's but, talk uh, about his DBZ depiction for a little bit then. Yeah. I want to okay. talk about his helmet or hat or whatever. Yeah. It does have horns or something on it? Yeah. Now, I think this is kind of a riff on the way he gets portrayed later on, in particular Chinese Buddhist culture, where he's sort of represented as this bureaucratic magistrate. Right. As sort of overseeing like a court with ten other ten other heavenly kings who preside over the trial of the deceased. Yeah. And so he and so in classical Buddhist depictions he's wearing basically Chinese magistrate's clothes, including a cap. But I don't know. I think Toriyama kinda of went for maybe a little more of a modern take on it and instead <laughs> of having like a magistrate's cap he has a hat like horns coming off of it. And instead of a lasso he's got a stamp. And a yeah. desk. <laughs> and a desk. I mean <laughs> He's still a harried bureaucrat, which I think is a, a carry over from China because China was famous for its bureaucracy right. and everything. So <laughs> now, totally backtracking, I want to talk about that scene where uh, Kami brings in Goku and they're in front of Enma's desk. After Goku takes off, Enma just like starts going off on Kami, and you see yeah. him put his hand behind his head and like kind of squirm down into himself. I thought that was funny as hell. Yeah, well, it, it's like you know he's in charge of judging everyone, so he hears everything that's going on within his little chambers. Right. And then I don't know, Kami is like muttering to himself and thinking out loud. <laughs> I, I just think it's funny how Kami brings in Goku. Is like, this is the end-all, be-all. The universe is in trouble. And Emma's like, dude, whatever. I'm in charge of everyone. Go away. It doesn't matter. It's, it just means a lot more work for him in the end yes. because he has to deal with the dead from all worlds. So. Yeah. It's a shame those two um, don't interact more Kami and Enma. Yes. Because they are a great comedy duo. <laughs> I mean, if they really tried, they, they could be. I guess. Now, Kami actually interacts with the next guy we're going to talk about maybe just once. In fact, this just occurred to me that these guys have this conversation, and I thought it was one of the neatest things that I saw at the time in the Frieza saga. We're going to talk about Kaiosama. We're going up a notch in the god hierarchy. If you go with kind of Kami on Earth, up above him, he's kind of got a guy that looks over everyone in his galaxy. There's four of them, the four Kaio. So let's talk about our Kaiosama. Yes. When well, I say first... our, I guess he's not really our Kaiosama, but yeah. he's the Kaio of the galaxy that we see. Yeah, and I, I don't really know that, you know, Toriyama really based him on anything because, well, <laughs> he's a blue I mean, catfish. In, yeah, in Buddhism, there's the Shitenno, which are like the, the four heavenly kings, which I think actually originate within Chinese legend, but that doesn't really quite fit with the Kaio, so I don't really know. Well, let's talk I about him for maybe. a sec. What the hell does Kaio mean? Kaio means the king or the lord of the world or worlds. So uh, Viz's translation calls him, in addition to Kaio-sama, the lord of the worlds. I don't know, it's... I just call him Kaio. Yeah. So that's easy. Because it's a title, but it's also his name. It's... 
I mean, he's not Bob. He's Kaio. Um, he's the North Kaio, but you don't find that till later on. No. Well, let's let's mention the fact that he's the North Kaio. We get the North, East, South, and West. And looking over them all is Dai Kaio-sama, who's this old rocker dude. Yeah, it's very strange. <laughs> so these, all four of these Kaio each have their own individual galaxies. So they're looking over their realms, and those realms have their own gods. But there's a step above this as well. We don't find out about them until much later. And yeah. uh, the reason we find out is because it's really weird because Piccolo, who is now merged with Kami, senses something about one of these guys. And he does that whole, I, I can't fight you, dude. Like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> we're talking about Kaioshin. Now, Kaioshin, um, the word Kaio is in there. And he's yes, it is. Shin. Which means he is the god of the Kaio. Yes. Which basically means that he's a step above all of them. And it's not really clear whether... I mean, he's the only one left. Right. It's not really clear whether he, like each one oversaw their own group of Kaio, or whether they were just sort of all above the four Kaio. Right. That's what I was kind of wondering myself, because there was a North, East, South, and West Kaioshin? Is that how they phrased it? Uh, Basically, and then the Dai Kaioshin. Right. So, But if um, we have a North, East, South, and West Kaio... And we have a northeast, south, and west Kaioshin. Who's looking over who? Like it just said. Yeah, it, it's not really that well explained in the series. Toriyama kind of keeps it open ended in that regard. Um, you know, and since the that point, the hierarchy is so disrupted because you know Boo killed all of them except the right. last one. Um, yeah, <laughs> very strange. Another thing that isn't quite addressed is like you have the east Dai or the east Kaioshin from like fifteen generations past. Right. What isn't what? What's a generation for a god? <laughs> I mean, do they like are they born and they grow up or you know? Right. Does Kaioshin? Our Kaioshin looks pretty young. That? I know. Maybe it's like like eons of the universe. Or something. Yeah. So that guy's old. All the die ones are old, and this Perhaps, guy's old he, too. He wasn't really a die. He was no. just Dai Kaioshin was the fat one absorbed by Boo, which ended up making fat Boo. Boo looked the way he is. Yeah. So we, we kind of have these three levels of gods, plus we have Enma. And also with the Kaioshin, we have Kibito, who just seemed to be like the Mr. Popo to the Kaioshin. Yes. So Kibito is an attendant. So yeah, there you go. Gotcha. Now, I kind of glossed over something, and I moved on. I forgot about it. I want to talk about the scene where Kaiosama talks to Kamisama, because they're doing that whole, um, use your dragon Dragon Balls to make this wish, and then we'll use those Dragon Balls to make another wish. Is there any other god talk in the series beyond this? Well, I mean, it's not really clear. I mean, the Dragon Ball stuff seems to be limited to a certain clan of Namekians rather than a god trait. Right. Although, in a lot of respects, the the eldest Namekian seemed to have the de facto role of the Kami of Namek. It wasn't really... Well, yeah, let's stop it there for a sec. Let's talk about Saichoro. He seemed to be the Kami of Namek. There was no one else that we saw that ruled over everyone, and he seemed to just right. be like, I'm in charge of you all, even if all he did was sit there and poop out other mm -hmm. Nameks. You know, maybe Kami in the series context is just an Earth term, and then everybody else has their own sort of designations. But the fact that the two, that the two were able to communicate with each other seems to suggest that they're on the same kind of level. Right. It's not really stated in the series, but it seems like he could be. I mean, it doesn't explicitly say one way or another. So. There's that whole filler scene about Planet Vegeta having its Kami who wrought destruction upon it. Wow, yes. I don't even well, remember that. That turned out to be Frieza, though. It's, well, it was a filler line that Kaio said. So Frieza you know, is the Kami of Planet Vegeta. Well, <laughs> kind of so in a way. Vagina. 
That's really weird. Well, only because he held their fate in his hands because he was so much more powerful than any of them. Right. But, you well, know, he, he believed think... he was a god, so whatever. Well, Kaio has had his moments where he has no idea what's going on, so, you know, who knows. So what's up with all these gods? None of them know what's going on. None of them are very strong, comparatively speaking. Yeah, we never see well, Kaioshin fight. Yeah, we do. It's, he he we blasts. Do. Oh, yeah. well, it's <laughs> not, and it's not a Western religion's perspective, you know? It's, right. I mean, even if you go to things like ancient Rome and ancient Greece, the gods have their own squabbles. They yes. do things because they feel like it and not for being benevolent. <laughs> and I think you know, that's I, what you have to keep in mind when you look at the gods in Dragon Ball. They're not you know, the monotheistic god of Catholicism. Yes, and they don't always, despite their, you know, what they're supposed to be doing, they don't always <laughs> uh, do what they're supposed to either. So, yeah. So who's your favorite god helper? Helper? Yes. Uh, well, Mr. Pope was a pretty nice guy, but I think I'd probably have to go with all the Oni, just because they always seem <laughs> so dutiful. Yes. Mary, who's your favorite? I was going to say the Oni, too, but I'm going to have to go with Popo, then. I'm going with Bubbles. Bubbles? Yes. Well, I guess you could call him an assistant. I guess... Hey, I he washes the dishes. Guy. Okay, okay. And he brings out the food, and he trains Goku for a little bit. <laughs> I guess you're right. Oh, but anyway. Bubbles. So, man... I guess that's it for the gods. Is there anyone else in the series who applies here? Or even in the afterlife? I can't think of any. <laughs> I think we hit everyone. Like you just mentioned, there's all the Oni that help out Enma. And we got Bubbles, we got Gregory. How did Bubbles and Gregory end up there? Who knows? I think Kayo but- kidnapped them from an Earth zoo. <laughs> like, hey, I'm going to teach you sucks how to talk. Well, <laughs> I mean, I, re- I remember Bubbles and Bubbles having a halo once, you know, when he, he died, died with yeah. Kayo. But I don't remember about before that. Guess that's it for the gods. It's an yeah. interesting hierarchy there in the dragon world. Yeah. I don't know that there's anything else. Mary, you got anything? Nope, nothing. Julian, you got anything? That's all I got. That's all I got. So, uh, Bubbles, greatest in all of Dragon Ball history. He will be there long after Kami, long after Kaio, long after Kaioshin. Bubbles will be the one passing down our fate. And I think on that less than humorous note, because like I said before, I'm Kaiosama. I think I'm funny. No one else does. It's time for true funniness. And that's with Mary's top five list. All right, Mary, your top five list this week is what I like to call the top five worst parents in all of Dragon Ball. And I guess you could say most of them are pretty lousy, but we only have room (laughs) for five. So let's... Uh, start at five being the least um, the least bad I guess out of all of them and that would go to Chi Chi because she cares about her sons I think she cares a little too much forcing you know their futures down their throat and not letting them yes. hang out with their friends at, at Kame House and well, all that good stuff well you know in Japan they have a name for that and that's called the Kyoiku Mama which <laughs> is the education minded mother yes. who forces her child to study constantly so he gets good grades on his you know school entrance exams and gets a good career out ahead of him without pausing to think that, you know, he's just a kid. Leave him alone. Right. Uh, She does seem to mellow out a little bit by Goten, because Goten seems to be a lot more of a hick than Gohan. I like to think she gave up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he seems to take a lot more after his father, too, so maybe he's just not as smart either. (laughs) I kind of got that impression at the end of Dragon Ball Z and all through GT that Goten wasn't (laughs) the smartest. I guess in Z2, he's pretty stupid as a kid, but as a teenager, with that haircut, you gotta know he's stupid. <laughs> you got Gohan bringing in the money, you got Goten being the pimp. That's true. Well, he'll bring in money, too. Just, you <laughs> know, in a bad true. way. 
All right, let's move on. Mary, your number four <laughs> worst parent is Mr. Satan, because he doesn't seem to know where Videl is or what she's doing half the time, and there's, uh, you know, you that's mean, an unattentive parent. You mean the whole, oh, by the way, Dad, I can fly? Yes, and I'm a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> I'm part of a superhero team with my boyfriend, by the way, and, and Mr. Satan doesn't approve of Gohan, who is in all likelihood the most well-mannered little boy, well, teenage boy, you'll ever meet. I mean, jeez, I mean, if yes. you're going to get a boyfriend i guess gohan's the best one to get in this show exactly so he's a crappy ass parent for not recognizing the greatness that is gohan as a boyfriend and for being kind of clueless when it comes to raising videl not being aware of her super skills although i gotta give him credit especially in gt he comes around and he loves his little pun yeah, he's a good grandfather he's that's just true. a shitty parent <laughs> that's true <laughs> i like that description anything else for mr satan i think that's all i have all right mary your number three worst parent is the woman without a name she's just <laughs> affectionately known as Bo's mom Bulma no mama and yeah you hit on your grandson that's not cool <laughs> yeah well not only that but she like offers Goku alcohol and uh like I don't know just the she and her husband like both tease Bulma mercilessly about oh this is your new boyfriend isn't it I know every time a guy comes around her mom's like ooh that's true. She's hit, mosey on up to this guy. She hits on Vegeta, too. So she's <laughs> taking her, her daughter's man. Well, trying to. I seem to remember something really on in Dragon Ball in the manga, maybe around the Red Ribbon arc, where the yeah. two of them are talking about just, like, having affairs or something really weird. Yeah, and she's just yelling at them, like, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what exactly it was, but I remember being totally shocked that her parents said something like that. Yeah, well, she just gets completely flustered, and she's like, leave us alone. <laughs> so yeah, she's number three for hitting on a grandson, hitting on her daughter's man, hitting on Goku. She is just a hoary old bitty. I like that description. <laughs> well, then uh, again, she looks pretty young. I don't know how old she is. She's the lady that doesn't age, I guess. That's true. If you don't so. have a name, you can't age. It's true. All right, let's move on. Mary, your number two worst parent in Dragon Ball. And this one's probably not quite so obvious, but when you think about it, this guy's kind of messed up. And that is King Cold, father of Frieza. <laughs> and the reason why he's on this list and at such a high position is because once Frieza is killed, does he really give a shit? <laughs> no. Instead, he goes to Trunks and he's like, hey, you look like you're pretty strong. How would you like to be my son? <laughs> like, okay, random... Let's go to show planets together. <laughs> I, I just yeah. met you. Um, I'll adopt you, you cutie pie you, and <laughs> let's go wreak havoc on the world. You know, I just realized that two of the characters on this list are played by the same voice actor. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Daisuke Gordy plays Mr. Satan in King Cold and Enma and, oh my god, so many other characters. But okay. Oh, you, Mao, and everyone. Yes. Any big character with horns, apparently. <laughs> big horns and big hair. Yes, big yeah, horns, big hair. Daisuke Gordy. So, uh, hmm. Yeah, he just doesn't care that his son died. Guess he didn't really like him all that much. I know I wouldn't. <laughs> I would place my money on... Number Kuda. one? <laughs> Number one is probably a lot more obvious than uh, King Cold, I guess. And now, that... I, I know a lot of people will probably disagree with you on this. I know in the chat the other night... Oh, I don't doubt that. There were a couple people talking about this. But, hey, I agree with you full-heartedly. Wholeheartedly. I can't talk. Mary. Goku. Ha <laughs> He's so... I mean, he has his moments, don't get me wrong. Like, when he spends time with Go... Uh, I'm sorry, Gohan. Uh... <laughs> 
I think during the um the seven day or nine day, whatever the heck it is, uh, that break before the cell games, they're very nice together. But other than that, I don't really see much family manness coming out of Goku at any point. Well, I guess when he you know sees Goten for the first time, that's probably really fatherly too. But other than that, he abandons his family on several occasions for very selfish reasons. He never actually raises his son; he simply trains him. I think Piccolo is more of a father figure than uh, definitely. <laughs> Goku ever was. Um, and I think Goku is the last person who should be a father because he doesn't even know what marriage is. <laughs> See, I think that's the whole thing. He's completely predisposed to not being a parent because he doesn't know anything. Yeah. I, you know, it makes you really wonder how, I mean, it's really, really disgusting to even think about. <laughs> but did she, like, have to lure him with a sandwich or something? Did yeah. <laughs> consider having a kid? Did he even know that was what was going on oh chi chi and goku <laughs> oh dear I mean, I there were some goku. cute moments i'm thinking of the scene after he gets up from the heart attack disease thing yeah. whatever and he's swinging chi chi around it's like the closest to romance you're gonna get in the show yeah i agree but i mean goku is just such an asexual creature you know <laughs> him and piccolo get oh 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 my Let's not go there. <laughs> no. I think the moment that pisses me off the most in terms of Goku as father is the end of DBZ when he goes flying off with Oob. It's like, what the hell? So he's a strong dude. I mean, I know that's what Goku is all about. He's all about fighting strong dudes, but he has no regard for his family. And Chi-Chi was like, oh, no, he doesn't care. <laughs> he's just gone, gone. Yeah, she was used to it by that. Better. Yeah, she's desensitized. I'm surprised she's not off having affairs all up the wazoo. That's it. That is it? That is it. That is the top five list of worst parents in all of Dragon Ball. You know, I think you can just pick a parent and throw them on the list somewhere. Okay, wait, let me think of one. Um, shit, you know what? Vegeta's not on this list because I know he, he beat Trunks. But that was for a good reason. He had to <laughs> yes. knock him out, you know, to save his life. So that's why I didn't put yeah. Vegeta on here. He was despite very close. His, yeah, despite his attitude, he was actually an involved parent. And yeah. that's better than we could say for a lot of other people <laughs> on the list. <laughs> oh like, I guess we we don't know enough about King Vegeta. We don't know enough about Bardock, and that's why they're not on this list. We know plenty about Bardock. I mean, not enough with <laughs> about his interaction with Goku, yes. other than like, oh, my kid's born, bye. Yeah. Right. So well, I guess Bardock that's pretty cool. died for the sake of his... Son, yeah. So. yeah. so he can be a runner-up for having redemption in the end. I guess. So that's it. That's it. That's the list. We want to know what you guys think about these parents and other parents. What do you think about parenting in Dragon Ball? Yes, we're bringing it to this level. Parenting in Dragon Ball. What a bunch of freaking nerds. So come talk about it on the forum. We have a reply thread for every episode. Come tell us what you think about the parents. And I think with that, it's time to talk about the releases for April. Alright, first uh, up on April 4th, we have a couple releases on each side of a very large ocean. On April 4th, we have the two Dragon Ball GT Perfect File books being reprinted in Japan. It looks like they're coming out for approximately 600 yen each. That's a nice 5 to 6 bucks, looking pretty good. These are reprints of books that came out in 1996 and 1997 in Japan. They're pretty much the Daizenshu for Dragon Ball GT. They got some character bios, uh, episode release, or episode air 
air dates and some sketches and so some information and all sorts like of... Like why Vegeta got rid of his mustache partly in the series. <laughs> so and why some... Trunks had a drastic personality change as well. <laughs> so there's some cool stuff in there, even if you're not a big fan of GT. There's some neat stuff. So check those out. That's a pretty cheap price, especially considering what I paid for my original ones. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, hush. You're going to pick me up a couple, right? Yeah, only if you pay me back. But of course yeah. I will. No worries. All right. Also on the fourth, back in the U.S., is Dragon Ball Z graphic novel number 25, and this corresponds to number 41 in the original Japanese run. Yes, the second-to-last volume. Coming out from Viz, it is $7.95. And, you know, last week we asked people, there's this guy in the book, and we don't know who he is. He looks disturbingly like Mr. Satan. And we, we asked you guys to tell us who it is, and I got some really, really good explanations. But I still don't understand. I mean, and I'm just totally in the dark. Do you guys know what's going on here? No. No, I don't have a clue. So guys, again, if you know who this character is, he's got a big fro. I thought it was Mr. Satan. I have no idea. I think it's Mr. Big Fro. Mr. Big Fro? Yeah. Ooh. There's absolutely. An, there's another reference for you. <laughs> Let's move on to the next date. All right. April 5th, which is the very next day after April 4th. Yes, it is. <laughs> In Japan, Dragon Ball Z DVD volumes 16 through 18 are coming out. These cover episodes 91 through 108 across the three volumes, which is the majority of the Goku versus Frieza fight from just before he becomes a Super Saiyajin to, I think, pretty much the end. So those are 3,800 yen each, which is right around like $36 or so. Kind of expensive, but it's typical for Japan. Plus, you know, if you didn't pick up the Dragon Boxes, this is your chance to get just the episodes you want, if you're into that. So, there you go. It's Region 2, so you have to know how to get those to work on your player, or if you have a Region 3 player, that's fine too. And there are no subtitles, so if you expect to know what they're saying, you better already understand Japanese. Or just be a giant fanboy. That too. Yes. But anyway. Mary, what comes out next? Next up is April 14th with the Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z movie Dragon Box DVD box set. This is the new release date. It was previously delayed. You can get it for a lot of money. Uh, pre-ordered, so be there. Be there. You know, they opened up for pre-order again for a little bit, and I think they closed it again. So there must have been just a huge demand for this. This is a delay of three weeks from what it originally was. So I'm hoping it's not going to get delayed again and we get a couple cool extras for it. But I'm looking forward we're to it two weeks now of course i was saying two weeks now like a month and a half ago or whatever but we'll see i'm excited right. next up we're gonna stick with dvds for a little bit april is getting so much oh my god usually there's only three dbz releases a month in japan well the three individual discs for some reason the end of april gets another three dbz volumes 19 through 21 come out and these are episodes 109 through 126 that's the end of frieza the garlic jr into trunks and onwards just like before they're 3800 yen each they are region 2 they are progressive they are based off of the original dragon box from 2003 with remastered picture and sound and got no subtitles but ooh sexy trunks and ooh not sexy garlic junior <laughs> oh dear who's a playable anyway. character in super dbz by the way you keep saying that you're going to get a lot of people on our case <laughs> i welcome it bring it on oh dear uh, that's it. That's I mean, that's it. That's a lot of stuff for April. And it's all very expensive stuff. Next up will be May, but we got a whole month of April to go through. 
So you'll be hearing about this stuff for a little bit. Maybe other things will pop up. I mean, there's delays all the time, so there'll be all sorts of news about delays that I'm expecting because that's what we talk about every week. I don't think anything actually comes out. I think it all gets delayed indefinitely. That's it. Hey, you guys want to answer some emails? Okay, sounds good to me. It sounds so, great to go. me. Yay, let's emails! Let's check out some emails. First one comes to us from Sebastian. He says, I was wondering if you guys have plans to start a panel for this year's Anime Next, as I plan to go there this year. Thanks in advance. P.S. Your podcast is very insightful and humorous. Keep up the great job! The panels include uh, our typical AMV panel, which uh, Mike and I and usually two to three other people run with us. And I don't think there's going to be a Dragon Ball panel this year because there's only so many years we can uh, get Anime Next to... (laughs) Agree with us on that. You know, I didn't even bother yes. this year. We've done two Dragon Ball panels the last two years. And at this point, I'm like, eh, I don't really have a shtick to go with anymore. Yeah. So maybe we'll hold off a year or two to see what else we can come up with. But there is going to be another panel. That's right. Yes, we are going to do a podcast panel this year. I have no idea when it is because I still haven't put in those forms yet. And I was supposed to. Remind me to do that later, Mary. Okay. Oh dear. So Obviously. we're gonna. <laughs> so we're gonna like, do. Are we going to get there and be turned away? No, I'm on staff. I can't be turned away. Yes, we're gonna do a podcast panel, and it's not going to be a live version of our show, which we'll talk about in a minute. But we're gonna do a panel about podcasting, such as how do you get started? What do you do? What do you talk about? How do you go about distributing it? So that'll be really interesting. And I like to consider myself an expert, even though we've only been doing it for four months. (laughs) No, I don't actually consider myself an expert. But I figure at this point, I've answered enough questions for people via email, and I've listened to enough things. And we've I think we're all feeling pretty comfortable about what we're doing now. I feel like I can talk about it. Yeah. I like it. Yes. So we're going to talk about podcasts. Now, I also want to do a show from Anime Next. I mean, Where this will happen, we don't know yet. Yeah, I have no idea. Because I don't want to actually do it as part of the convention, like, on the schedule. Yeah, and I mean, I'll be also doing a little bit of my own research and, like, interviewing people for my summer research project, which... Right. It's, it's a long explanation. But, but we're definitely going to all hang out. We're going to play some video games. We're going to record an episode of the show. I don't know where it's going to be, when it's going to be. So you're all going to have to seek us out and hang out. I mean... God, you're going to find us. I'm the one running around with a computer with me half the time, so you'll you'll see me. Generally cursing. Yes. <laughs> a lot. No. It's going to be so much nicer this year because we got the shuttle. The shuttle is a little computer, it's by nice. the way. Like I, a, a little I have a laptop. Deck. Oh, this is going to be awesome then. We are set to yes. go. I'm going to curse 50% less this year. This is my... Yeah, yeah. That's what I say. We'll see if that happens. Yes, All right, so now so we're rambling. Don't get irritated at my upbeat optimism. <laughs> you oh, hush dear. with your upbeat optimism. Oh, dear. All right, so there's Anime Next. Come check us out. Anime Next is June 16th through 18th, I believe. It is in Secaucus, New Jersey. AnimeNext.org. Check it out. So, hey, we got another email. This one comes from Fred. And Fred says, hey, Fred from Canada here. Fred with P-H, by the way. It's the... It's fat. With a PH. Fred. I think it's the Mega Tokyo spelling, but I haven't really read that. <laughs> Anyways, so. this one's directed towards me. If DBZ Movie 12 was the first movie you saw, then why aren't you Gogeta EX? Interesting question. Now, I didn't actually see Movie 12 first. The first movie I saw, I think, was actually the TV dub of Movie 3. And then after that, the first movie I saw would have been my first movie tape fan sub was Movies 11 and 12. I had fan subs long before then. I don't know what took me so long to get any of the movies. Why was I not Gogeta EX? Well, Vegito is stronger than Gogeta, and I gotta be the strongest. 
I mean, I didn't know about Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta yet, so <laughs> I guess I should have been Gogeta EX. But I am Vegito EX because... Because Vs, Vs are cooler than Gs. Yeah. What? <laughs> well, I like the sound of Vegito EX and Gogeta EX. Yes. Well, that's because you've known this name for like a <laughs> no, decade. No, no, it's more badass. And Vegito. I am badass. Ooh. Speaking of badass... All right. This next email comes to us from Spidey2965. And he, he, possibly she, I don't know. Because you can't really divine gender from that. But (laughs) they say, hey, I love your podcasts. They're awesome. I just had a nagging question I hope I can get your panel's opinion on. In Dragon Ball GT, it seemed like there were a couple of times where a teenage Trunks and Goten could have fused and possibly taken down a threat, but didn't. Were they unable to? I figure it was because A, they were dumb, or B, dumb writing. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for the memories, folks. I say a little bit of A, a little bit of B. Yes, <laughs> yeah. agreed. I mean, I, they've, they've shown plenty of stupidity on their own. I mean, like, when they first started to really get a handle on Gotenks, when right. they, they flew around the world a bunch of times and then <laughs> dropped down in front of Boo's house, called them out, and then their time was up. <laughs> they had to run away. <laughs> you know, I cannot believe there was not any Gotenks in all of DBGT. I mean, yeah, they shoved Goten aside for quite a bit. But when they were back on Earth, come on, do a little fusion. Do a little damage to Ishinron before Gogeta gets formed. Could have been cool. You can't tell me that the crap they were making up was any better than the possibility of pandering to what the audience wants, which is A fucking Gotenks. sexy teenage Gotenks. Come on. Well, I guess he's not teenage at this point anymore. It's like 20s Gotenks. That would be so uber <laughs> that hot. That's even more hot than teenage Gotenks. And what more legal. Well, barely. <laughs> oh, hush. I'm allowed to be attracted to little boys. Ugh. Let's rewind that. I'm allowed to be attracted. You know what? I can't spin that in any good way. So I'm just going to move on to the next email. Uh, you're right. just getting yourself in more hot water with it. Oh, that. hush. This email comes to us from Jared slash Gohan921, who we've had an email from before. Jared wants to know if we have any pictures of us. Because, you know, when you listen to people, you start forming pictures in your head of what they look like. And yeah. as I've said before, I look like Hayosama. I'm blue and I have whiskers and I'm very not funny. And this is not true at all. So <laughs> what we've done is uh, we have a couple of pictures from last podcast episode, I think. Just one of them is from two years ago, Anime Next. This is in the forum thread, not like on oh, the yeah. podcast page, by right. the way. So it's not yeah. very up to speed, but Julian has an up to date yeah. picture. I got well, we some... can post a link on the podcast page just to point people there. Yes, what I up to date. What I plan on doing is taking very unfitting, very unrepresentative, and very funny pictures of the three of us at some point and putting them up on the podcast page because we like to think of ourselves as um silly. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to do at some point. I don't know. I, I like being this mystery Vegito EX internet figure who you can meet whenever you want at conventions. <laughs> so yes, not so mystique, much of a mystery. That mystique died years ago for me. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Did you die a little on you... the inside when you met me? No, not really. Aww. But, you know, <laughs> I think just the fact that you went to the same college as my parents did, you know, like 20, 30 years before you, it was kind of, okay, yeah, he's a real person. Your mom emailed Somewhere. me about that. It was funny. <laughs> really? Yeah. Your mom and dad are really nice. Well, thanks. <laughs> Anyways, Jared has more to the email. Jared wanted to thank me for um, the video Fathers and Sons. And, 
you give so many great, positive, amazing things to say about this video to me. And I'm really sad to say I did not make Fathers and Sons. I love, love, love this video. This was AWA like two, three, four years ago. Three years ago. I don't know. In the pro category. And I remember when we got these tapes back, Mary and I watched this video. And we were like, I'm crying at how great this video is. I wish I made it. I did not. This video was made by Akimbo from More Than Toast. And... Oh my god, check them out. Check out this video. I'll definitely provide a link to it. I'm so glad you love this video, and I wish I could take credit for it, but I can't, and it was great. And he also had some great things to say about Mary's video, um, Who Wants to Live Forever. I don't remember that video. I don't think I've watched it in five or six years. <laughs> I should, because I know I have um, some death death and more death in there. Yeah. But what, what kinds of things do you have to say? I, w I won't get into the story, because it dealt with some personal stuff, but... Suffice to say, they really liked the video, oh, and it meant well, a lot to them. Thank you very much. Yes. The last thing is, um, they just want to say we should be proud of what we do. They like it. So I am proud. Thanks. I'm proud to be a nerd. And uh, well, I, I don't, I, I don't, don't make AMVs, but I translate stuff. So. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I, I feel weird reading reading positive stuff, but um, they said some just nice things. They said they're high quality and they like them and. Thank you for keeping me into DBZ all these years. And I think that's why I do it. Because it keeps me into DBZ, and if I can keep other people into it and enjoying it, that means more to me than... I, I, I don't know. DBZ is awesome, man. If you like it too, then let's all love DBZ and little boys and Julian and facial hair and Tetris DS. Yeah. Anyway, let's. I'm let's, the forgotten girlfriend. Oh, oh yeah, and Mary. Thank you. Yeah, and and the cats. And, yeah, the cats. And let's see what else we got what? sitting around here. And uh, and Q-tips. I like cats. Q-tips and what else? And coffee. Got? got cold coffee, and we got Nintendo DSs. Yeah, Nintendo D. We're gonna play Mario Kart tonight. Hopefully. Sweet. Um, shit. I think that's it. I have to send out the past two contest winners their prizes in the mail tomorrow morning. I am so sorry, guys. I just haven't gotten to the post office before they close. I mean, I go to work before they open, and I get home after they close lately. So I just haven't gotten there. So tomorrow, Saturday morning, I'm going to get there. I'm going to mail them. There will be a couple little extra things in there for your patience. We don't have any contests this week. We're going to have some coming soon with some cool stuff. We got DVDs. We got CDs. We got video games. We got books. We got shirts. It's awesome. You can't wait to win. That is the phrase. You cannot wait to win. And I think we're going to call it a show. You can call it whatever you want. I like to call it turkey. Anyone have okay. any closing things to say this week? Um, hi? I don't know. What are we <laughs> hi, to goodbye. Say? What I want to we say... We don't have anything written for the conclusion. No, I got nothing. I don't even have, like, a header for the word conclusion this week. <laughs> so we kind of get to the end of that last email. I went, oh, shit, we're at the end of the episode. I'm going to say, <laughs> if you see Vegito EX on Tetris DS Online, that is me. Um, own him. Yeah. Give him a trouncing. He won't <laughs> soon forget. I'm not going to give out my friend code, like, over the podcast, but if you guys want to email me your friend codes and we can try and hook something up, that'd be cool so I can arrange things that way. Tetris is pretty much the only thing I've been playing online lately. So, yeah, cool. If you would like to reach us by email, you can very easily do so by hopping over to Dyson Shoe EX, the website, the podcast, everything. 
The contact information for all of us can be found over on the left-hand side. Uh, audio emails, text emails, and Tetris DS friend codes. Please send them to my attention, VegitoEX. For audio emails, try to keep them around or under 30 seconds. Record yourself saying who you are and where you're from and what your question is. Text emails, same thing, except you just don't record yourself. Send questions. We want to answer as many as we can every week. And Tetris friend codes, Mario Kart friend codes, whatever you got for DS, send them to us. And we can try and organize some cool stuff. And I think that's it. Are we done? Yeah, we're, we're done. done. Thank you for listening and visiting and all sorts of other stuff. Mary, you can be found at... TempoLoadTrunks.com Just Google it! And Julian and I can be found at www.daizex.com That's daizex.com yes. Daizen you EX there you can find the music database, the lyrics the images, the transformation guide, the DVD guide the episode guide and oh my god I'm running out of breath and we're at the end of the episode thank you very much Daizen Shu EX Podcast 来週まで楽しみに